Welcome to the Gift of Giving Life podcast. My name is Sheridan, and I get to be the host because I'm one of the co-authors of the book, The Gift of Giving Life. Are you curious about the spirituality of pregnancy and birth? Maybe this is a completely new idea for you. Or maybe you already have that sense that pregnancy and birth can be spiritual. Either way, we are excited to help you in this journey, which we do through the book, through this podcast, and also our online course, which right now is available for free for our newsletter subscribers. Just head over to thegiftofgivinglife.com to subscribe. From conception, through pregnancy, birth, and also through the newborn stage, there is a spiritual aspect in them all. I will be sharing thoughts and stories to open your eyes and ears so you too can enjoy the divine nature of pregnancy and birth and harness heavenly help throughout them all. I am so excited to welcome Megan to our podcast today. She reached out to me and expressed how much she had enjoyed listening to the podcast and also that she had a story she wanted to share. So I'm so excited to have her here today. And Megan, can you go ahead and give a brief introduction of who you are? My name is Megan Britton. I am a mom with eight kids. I have seven boys and one girl. Our house is really loud and fun. (laughs) And my husband and I live in Ohio. We are homeschoolers and my husband is a computer developer and we wanted to move out here to be closer to family members and we just enjoy living back east. We were in Utah for a large percentage of our marriage, but. Okay. So I would love to hear how you found out about the gift of giving life, either the book or the podcast and, you know, any, how it helped you through your pregnancies and birth. So I was trying to remember, I've known about it, I think since close to when it was first published, I think it was through Heather's blog, which I had found and and read a few of her articles and I really enjoyed her writing. And then she was talking about this book and it intrigued me, but I just wasn't in a position where I could buy it. And so I was aware of it for a few years before I was able to read it. Mm -hmm. And then when I got pregnant with my fourth child, I really wanted to read it. I am a voracious reader and I love birth and I love pregnancy. And, and so it's something that really appealed to me. I just hadn't gotten it earlier. And I remember when it actually arrived, I was like, wow, it's so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. It was a lot thicker because I thought it was going to be, you know, like 120 pages and it was just packed full and I loved it. So I read it during my pregnancy with my fourth baby and it just really changed. And I, I've always believed in the divinity of womanhood and motherhood, but it it clarified so many things for me. I just thought it was so wonderful and helped really express the importance of our feminine gifts and the maternal energy that we can bring and how impactful and important and treasured that is by our heavenly parents. And so I, I loved it. And I, I started, I'd loan it to people and then I'd be like, just keep it. I'll buy a new copy. Everyone should just have a copy. <laughs> I bought cases of it to give away so I could just give it to people. And I, I know I have copies that I've marked up, but I can never find it because I'm always passing it on to people. So 
it is, it's really one of my favorite books and, and one that I think every woman, not just pregnant women or, or mothers should read, but I think it's so important to teach about the divinity of, of womanhood, regardless of what your current role is. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's something that always kind of surprises me is how many people that are like past childbearing age that read it and they are like, oh my gosh, this is such a great book. And I mean, I think it's true, but I do love hearing that. It's kind of timeless. It's for just women, not just birthing women. So yeah. Great. So would you share a time that you have experienced the divine nature of pregnancy or birth? Sure. Yeah. So I have had eight kids and my mom was kind of a, I don't know, not a hippie, but she went against the tide. So I was born back in the eighties when home birth was not really a thing that was done. And my mom had 11 kids. Okay. So after her third or fourth, she was like, nope, no more in the hospital. I'm going to do home birth. So I grew up feeling like home birth was very normal (laughs) because that's what my mom did. And I had a few sisters who did it. So I have had all of my kids at home and I've always had a very positive attitude about birth, but I hadn't focused as much on the spiritual side of it until my fourth child. I had three little boys. I was living in New York at the time and we were expecting our fourth and I started reading that book and I just really focused on spiritual preparation on, I put up lots of birth affirmations and scriptures and, and I found some hymns that really like spoke to me about birth. It was a really exciting time to prepare for birth. I was due in August and I have a really good friend who had attended all of my previous births. She had trained to be a doula, but she was also a professional photographer. And so I had invited her to come out and be the photographer for this birth. And with my first birth, I was in labor for seven hours. And then my second birth was 10 hours. And then my third birth was 12 hours. <laughs> and everyone says it gets shorter. And I was like, that's not how it's working for me. Um, so... I had no idea what, and my first birth came on its due date. My second one was a week late and my third one was a week early. So I really, I was like, I don't know when my babies come. I don't know (laughs) what, you know, how long it will take. We had gone into the city. We lived in, uh, in the Bronx and we had gone down to Manhattan and like walked around. By the time we got home, I had had some contractions, but nothing that I thought was really labor. And I was pretty tired. So I was like, I'll go to bed. And then maybe in the morning we can try to get things going. Mm -hmm. So, and my husband had gotten really excited that I might have been in labor earlier. So he'd gotten up super early the day before, and then he fell asleep and took a long nap. So he had slept and then he woke up at like 8 PM (laughs) and helped me finish preparing the room. And then he went downstairs to eat something and I went to bed and it was probably around 1030 by that point. And I think it was 1130 that I woke up and I had been trying, I'd been, I did hypnobirthing with all of my births Mm -hmm. and I had been listening to my script 
and trying to like sleep, but my contractions were making it hard to sleep. And so I was like, I finally decided I have to figure out if I need to be like just focusing on working through these contractions or if I can sleep through them if they're not serious. So I, I got my husband. I was like, you need to time these and and read me some scripts and help me kind of deal with them. And they were very close together and they were really strong. And I remember thinking like, oh, man, I'm I'm just starting and I cannot do this for 12 hours. Like mm-hmm. this is so hard already. Our midwife, there's not a ton of home birth midwives in New York, at least not that I could find. And so she lived actually across the Hudson River, and it was like a 45-minute or an hour drive for her. And so my husband called her and told her, you know, she's having contractions, but her births take a long time, so no rush. It's fine. And then we went down. We had a... uh, a really nice walk-in shower in our basement. So I was like, maybe if I go down there, I can relax a little bit more. And our living situation, we were living in my in-laws house and we had a roommate who was this uh, bachelor jazz drummer who lived in the basement. And he was actually out of town for a few weeks. Um, I think he's in Brazil or somewhere, but we had asked him ahead of time if we could use the bathroom in the basement because of the shower. And he was like, oh, that's fine. He's like, I, I cleaned it and everything. His definition of a clean bathroom, <laughs> and my definition of a clean bathroom are a little different, but um, we got down there and I was just so uncomfortable and I, I was really having a hard time. And then I was like, okay, we, we need to go back upstairs. And as soon as I said that, I was like, I'm not going to make it. There's no way I can walk back up two flights of stairs and I told my husband I was like you need to go get my friend Heidi who had been sleeping she was sleeping up in the attic and you need to tell her to grab some chucks pads and some towels because I'm not making it upstairs Mm -hmm. so he he went and got her and he came back and it was I think around two o'clock at that point and when she came down I was squatting on the floor and she was like you have to move up a little bit. And I almost as soon as she got down there, I started pushing. And I remember feeling the head and just being like, okay, it's almost there. And then I pushed out the head and then I, I could still feel it. And I was like, that's what just happened. And he had been born in the sack. So what I had thought was his head was really just the sack getting pushed out first. And then his head came out. And my friend Heidi caught him. He was not crying right at first, but after a few seconds, my husband gave him a priesthood blessing. And it was the shortest priesthood blessing I think I've ever heard. He just laid his hands on his head and said, breathe. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he started crying and, and everything was great. The interesting thing was leading up to this birth, I had really felt like maybe I want to do an unassisted birth. And my husband was like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. We're going to have a midwife. That's why you have a midwife in case anything happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I, I, I just kept thinking about it. And so I had read a lot of unassisted birth stories. I had, you know, watched some unassisted birth videos and just, I kept kind of exploring that idea. And I, I felt afterwards, I was like, oh, I really think Heavenly Father was preparing me for 
not completely unassisted. I had people there, but the midwife did not make it in time. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, I didn't feel nervous at all. And when I told people about his birth afterwards, they'd, they'd say like, oh, that must've been so scary, but it, it never felt scary. It was like, we all felt very peaceful. The spirit was very strong during his birth. So after he was born, they helped me back upstairs and then the midwife arrived and then I delivered the placenta and everything went really smoothly. The amazing part of this was the next day as I was talking to my friend and we were kind of going over what happened. She told me that she had had a dream where every step of what would happen was laid out for. And she said it was like she was attending a birth class almost and she could hear someone. She's like, I couldn't see anyone, but I could hear someone behind me walking me through all the things. And I knew he would be born in the sack and I knew exactly what to do. And um, when he came out, she used the edge of the towel that she caught him with and just rubbed the pad of her thumb across his face and it broke the sack and kind of pulled it away from his nose and mouth. Then he just slipped out. And when she told the midwife, uh, she said like, yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. That, that was perfect. She was like, I, I felt such confidence because when I came down, I knew exactly like, oh, I just trained for this. Like someone yeah. just walked me through all the steps of what I need to do. And she in her dream, she had thought or asked, you know, however that works in a dream. But um, like, if he's still attached to the umbilical cord, can't he be breathing? Like, does he need this off? And they're like, it's important for him to take the sack off his face. And so they walked her through everything. And after that, she's like, but I didn't see how to deliver the placenta, that part. But that wasn't what she needed to know. Mm -hmm. It was just that one section where she caught him that awesome. saved me yeah yeah <laughs> you had a vision that's so cool <laughs> yeah i love it because god prepared you and he prepared your friend and then was your husband able to stay calm during it also oh yeah he was very calm and and he also he he was like that wasn't i never felt nervous or scared he he also just felt very peaceful and and we all were like, yeah, that was exactly what was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. And we were all ready for it. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. Thank you for sharing that experience. What a special memory, <laughs> you know? What a special yeah. experience. That's great. Another question that I always like to ask is that if you could give advice to a young woman just starting out her mothering journey, what would it be? have confidence in yourself. You are the mom. It's very easy to hear lots and lots of conflicting opinions about what is best for your baby, the right way to parent, the things you need to be a good mom, what supplies you need. But it's really that's different for every mom. And, and so many things are cultural and not really true good parenting. So if your kids, you know, need to sleep with you or you guys eat dinner at eight o'clock instead of six o'clock or you decide that what works best for your family is if you all go to bed at four o'clock, whatever it is, like you are the mom of your family and you know your kids better than anyone else except Heavenly Father. 
but you can ask him for advice, for counsel, and obviously your husband also. Like you can talk to him and and you can get good ideas from parenting books or from blogs, but in the end, you are the mom and you know. So if something doesn't sit right with you, <clears throat> have more confidence in yourself than in the outside voices. That's great. I think that's great advice and so true. And maybe not always easy to apply, but no. <laughs> important to hear. <laughs> yes. And, and very hard when you're like, but I don't know what I'm doing, but you, you will definitely learn through experience and, and heavenly father would not have given you those kids if he didn't know you could do it. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share before we finish our conversation? Just that I really do believe that learning and educating yourself about birth, about motherhood, but about birth especially is so important. So if you're expecting, educate yourself on your options, educate yourself on what birth looks like, natural, just physiological birth, what it looks like, and find out what all the different options are and do what will make you comfortable. That's where you will have the best outcome. So if you need to be in a hospital, definitely that's where you should have your baby. If that's where you will be most comfortable. If you need to be in a birth center, go to a birth center, but you can't decide without knowing. So just knowing what birth is supposed to look like will really help inform your decisions. Thank you. Yeah. And I do have a free resource for people. It's on my other website called enjoybirth.com and it's called know your options. And it's a free online childbirth class where I go over every single option you have for birth and pregnancy birth, like the end of pregnancy and birth. And I think you're exactly right. It's like people need to make the best choice for them. And it's going to look different for every person and sometimes for different births, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's trust. It's kind of goes with that trusting your intuition, but knowledge can help you to have better intuition. Also, right. Right. it informs your intuition. Yes. So. Yes. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I am so glad that we could talk and that everyone gets to hear your story. Well, thank you. I, it's such a pleasure for me. I've been a big fan of the book and the podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. If you have an experience that you want to share about the spirituality of pregnancy or birth, please contact us. We love having guests on the podcast, or if you prefer to just write up your experience, we are happy to share it on our blog or on Instagram. And also, please share the podcast with your friends. This is how the word gets out that birth and pregnancy can be spiritual. The podcast and our book is one of the greatest ways to share that, as well as, of course, you sharing your experiences with your friends. Visit thegiftofgivinglife.com. Currently, our newsletter subscribers get free access to our online class, which is growing. And if you want more inspiration, of course, you can always buy The Gift of Giving Life on Amazon, either for yourself or it makes a great gift for any woman you know. 
Have a great week and know that you are loved.